everybody. Welcome to Cornercast Podcast bonus episode for the week. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to do this or if I was going to do it, but um, we had a chance. We are going to have the chance to sit down with the various teams here um, at Caster's Corner for Hasbro. Um, we just wrapped up our interview with the Star Wars team of Patrick and Eric. Um, it was great to catch up with them. Um, the hardest part about doing these interviews is we can't ask them about future releases. And so it really limits our ability to um, ask questions because we have to be creative in how we do it um, because they can't flat out. And, and we understand it's it's part of the process of entertainment where they can't reveal things um, you know that are related to entertainment, um, properties that are coming up you know, things get leaked and, and we see pictures of them and stuff like that. But as far as the company goes and their contracts and, and, and their, um, agreements with the, um, with the properties, they can't reveal anything personally. So, um, it is always a, uh, delicate dance <laughs> as you will see. Um, we took some fan questions, um, that point blank asked questions and, I mean, I think that they were in the realm of um, not necessarily things that weren't announced, but things that were out there and wondering. Like, we asked if Maul and, and Obi-Wan would see a re-release because the episode one figures came out at Best Buy. Um, you know, so, so those collectors that couldn't get the convention exclusives, exclusives um, whether or not they would get them um, in another form to kind of match that look uh, to make them different. Um, we also asked about Mission Fleet and... Um, galaxy of adventures and you know we got the stay tuned answers for both of those questions um but i think as it went on we asked you know different questions some of the stuff about rogue one was nice to hear um as far as turnarounds for designs also was a good question um and and the rest of the team or, or the rest of the people on the call with us as the round table um had some also really good design questions um that you made it made it a really good interview. Um, the whole thing is about 43, 42 minutes long, um, in addition to my rambling here. Um, so you, you have an option. You can listen to it as a podcast here on our Cornercast podcast. If you want to sit down and watch it on YouTube, um, we also uploaded the video to YouTube so you can watch it in both places. Um, that video is currently processing, so I'm not sure which one will get up first. Um, but we're excited to, um, be able to share, share it in, in two different ways to you guys. Um, we do have scheduled, um, appointments for interviews with Transformers and Marvel, which will be coming up later in the week. Um, we're going to try to space it out just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, take a look, listen, however you want to consume it. Um, we, uh, give us a follow. We are at Caster's Corner on everything. Uh, we really do need, want, hope for more subscribers. The more subscribers we get either on the podcast um, or on our YouTube channel really help us to um, do more things. It just gives us more access in general. So it's really um, it's really helpful. We really appreciate all the support. So uh, continue to hit that subscribe button, continue to download, share everything, Cornercast Podcast, the YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com backslash uh, 
Caster's Corner. And you can go to Caster's Corner to check out our toy of the day where we're doing a review of a day, a review of a toy per day, every day for a year. And we are at day 121 as of today. Tonight you will see episode 121. Um, so yeah, so without further ado or, or much more talking, um, please enjoy our, our roundtable sit down with the Hasbro Star Wars team talking everything that was revealed at Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest uh, last week. Enjoy, guys. Awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, and thanks, uh, guys, for joining us as always. Obviously, you know me and Eric. Um, and as always, just thrilled that you guys are here with us. Uh, it's a fun way to spend a morning. So um, I know we started a few minutes late. Uh, we'll go a few minutes late as well to make sure we get everything in. And as always, we'll kind of try to go through, uh, you know, with uh, succinct but to the point answers, uh, just so we can get all the questions in, but feel free to, to follow up if we didn't fully answer the question. So uh, we're gonna dive in so we can get as much in as possible. And I think our first one is uh, Khalil from Caster's Corner. Hey, Khalil. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking us today. Um, so we had some fan questions that came through through our Great. through our channels. Um, so one of them was uh, with the release of the um, uh, vintage look for the for um, Qui Gon at Best Buy and yep. and that wave of Episode One. The question was, would Obi Wan and Maul see uh, some kind of release to kind of complete those for those mm -hmm. of them couldn't make it to the fan fat one of the conventions and things yeah, um, to kind of match up with that. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, you know, obviously we always say, you know, we can't uh, reveal anything that's not already revealed. I think we say every time it'd be really cool if we saved a reveal to do during these fan site interviews. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we can't comment on anything that's not already revealed. Um, it, it's it's a it's a good it's a good question and it's a balance we try to strike. You know, obviously we want to make sure with things like archive that fans have access to figures uh, that might have been released previously. At the same time, they were convention exclusives, and we try to keep those special. We've only brought those back on rare occasions. So uh, it's certainly, you know, something we've discussed. It's a good idea. It's something that could happen in the future, but no current plans to do so. Great, awesome. Thanks. No problem. Cool. Up next uh, is James from Jedi News. Hey, James. Hey, I. Thank you very much for taking the time to do this, especially as you're on paternity leave. So uh, big, big thanks. <laughs> right. No, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Really Love doing it. So the new Anton Merrick X-Wing looks absolutely fab. Um, is there any refinements to this particular sculpt or is it just a, a, a straight repaint? And is this the new way forward that we're going to get um, um, vintage vehicles with figures? Yeah, no, uh, two good questions. Uh, in terms of the first one, um, there isn't any new tooling on this one. Um, our uh, designer describes it as a deluxe repaint. Uh, so it's certainly, and it looks, uh, we, we agree that it looks great. Uh, we're happy to hear that you do as well. Uh, it does have updated cockpit labels as well. Uh, so some refinements in that area. Uh, but yeah, no new tooling. Uh, in terms of the figure, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, again, kind of you know, can't comment on any future releases, but uh, it, it was definitely something we did deliberately uh, for this one. It wasn't just something that kind of fortunately got thrown in there. Uh, we do kind of acknowledge the importance of getting those figures that interact with vehicles uh, into them. Um, and also the importance, uh, I think kind of you've seen a shift over the past few years of us moving more towards those carded figures in all cases, um, not so much of the special action figure sets in some cases, but getting carded figures out there. Because uh, we just recognize the value and, and importance of that. And so I think uh, that is a general trend that could continue in the future. Thank you. Great. Um, 
Stephen from Fly Guy. Hey, Stephen. Hey, I so thank you, Patrick and, and Eric, for your time. Um, look, uh, FanFest was really good. I was I really personally liked it. I thought there was a lot of really good mixture fi uh, figures. Uh, Ora Singh, uh, um, Koska, and others really looking good. A lot of fans on the channel had kind of been a little bit hesitant about some of the allocations that had happened in 20, 2021. And look, COVID, I know there's logistical challenges. I'm not saying it's all, you know, uh, sunshine and lollipops, but uh, they were all a little bit hesitant about placing pre-orders since a lot of stores had been kind of allocated stock. Um, so anything we can do to improve that, because a lot of them are holding off, which is a bit of a shame because gives you pre-order data, it lets all the yeah. stores get stocked. So anything we can do to help improve that just to, to stop it happening yeah no so this is you know just generally you know and we say this and these questions always come up and generally you know we're aware that there are pain points around distribution and and, and we've done some things in the past to address some of those and new issues crop up and so it, it's not like we just kind of throw up our hands and i know you're not suggesting this but you know obviously you know getting product to the consumer is really important to us you know we sure. we care about that uh, as much as you guys do we're all we're all kind of in that together uh with the specific point about pre-orders I, I think we spoke to this a little bit on our january 29th live stream um, pre-orders is obviously you know an important part of the business something that's come up in the past couple of years uh you know if you look three years ago i don't think there are any pre-orders now it's a big part um sure. and, and i think we acknowledge that it, it the intentions, I think you say, are good, uh, both you know for us and for the for your uh, for the fans, for the consumers. Uh, it gives us uh, data, which is good. It allows us to forecast better, um, and it also obviously kind of lets fans you know rest assured that they have the product. Uh, that being said, some issues have cropped up. Uh, we're definitely aware of those. We feel those as well when when we order products, um, and so that's why in some cases we've moved to pre-ordering at a later date. Uh, we did that with the, the vintage original 96, and then we announced that date in advance so that it wasn't kind of a surprise for fans. And, and from everything I've read online on the forums, that one went pretty well and there weren't any surprises. Um, we obviously announced that with the uh, Amtok Merrick X-Wing as well. Uh, and so in some cases, they'll be available for pre-order later, or, or in some cases, they'll just wait and go on shelf or online like you know they would have a few years ago. So it's definitely something we're aware of and continuing to refine and hopefully you know we we keep getting a little better uh, every year and hopefully in a year sure. that'll be solved and we can focus on whatever new issue crops no, up. Oh, I agree. Thank you for acknowledging. Thank you. Absolutely, no problem. All righty, uh, Matt from the Black Series Instagram. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, uh, thanks for doing this. Um, I'll get to my first question, which was that a couple of years ago you guys came out and said. Black Series, we're going to do less waves per year, but that'll mean no more repacks, no more uh, double packs, etc. But in the last year, almost the last three or four waves have either seen double packs of all figures or double packs included, and we've seen repacks of um, uh, Bo-Katan in the most recent wave. It's just to talk about this repacking now and double packing, and if it's going to happen why not look at army builders like the classic stormtroopers, which effectively got canceled from last year in the solid cases and never came out? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I remember, I think I think I might've made that announcement. It was like at 2018 San Diego yeah. Comic-Con or something. Um, I, I think the, the specific announcement was oh, definitely, definitely moving to less waves. We had a lot of waves with a lot of uh, repacks, carry forwards. And it basically was hard for uh, retailers, which makes sense to get all those waves in throughout the year. Uh, so the intention was always to go to less waves and fewer repacks. 
it would be hard to get zero repacks just because then it would be a specific number of figures we do every year and kind of there'd be no flexibility up or down but we wanted to limit those and we wanted to move to mainly i think what you're calling double packs rather than carry forwards mm -hmm. from previous waves um, and I think I think that's been consistent. I know in 2019, some of our waves had six characters in them. And so we double packed two. And I think there was a wave late last year that had, I think, seven or eight characters in. So very few double packs. So so I think it's been somewhat consistent. So I, I think that's the plan moving forward to limit the waves as much as possible and then double pack. I think in some cases we'll carry forward an item from a previous wave if that item is compelling enough. And kind of like what you're suggesting about that classic stormtrooper. Um, in cases like that, it's a it's a great idea. It's something we've talked about uh, because that situation doesn't arise until after the wave is shipped. It would we'd have to impact it very far out, so it's not something that we can plan for. Uh, but it's definitely a good point and something that that we'll discuss for the future. Go, cool. absolutely, awesome. Uh, and then Steve from the Force Guide. Good morning. Good morning. Well, my question is the new Black Series. Casca Reeves has a fantastic portrait sculpt under a removable helmet. You've been taking a number of different approaches to helmeted characters lately. Vintage collection figures have either removable helmets or swappable heads. Black series figures have removable helmets or unpainted heads glued into the helmets, frequently leading to great helmet designs being misaligned and mishappen. What's the design process like on these and how do you determine which method to use on each figure? Um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, another great question. The uh, it, It's kind of different each figure that we develop. Um, so any of the ones that have kind of the unpainted helmet or the unpainted head underneath the helmet are normally those characters that we either like kind of know going forward that we want to be able to have it be removable um the the boba fett's a great example of one that when we were originally developing that return of the jedi figure we knew that that helmet was going to be making appearances in the new season and it was going to be removed so we knew that that was going to be on and off and we didn't want to have to retool that helmet um, but because Return of the Jedi version of him uh, never took that helmet off, uh, we kind of just had the generic head underneath there glued on. Um, just so that we had that option later to be able to have that helmet be removable. Um, so that's kind of the design process of why we are doing that with certain figures and certain characters. Um, it's all a matter of if on screen they did remove their helmet and if they're like a named character um that that did remove their helmet we we make sure to have that option be there but for the characters that are say a little bit more generic um or or do not have a name or do not take off their helmet that's when we have the generic head underneath um and then yeah obviously if it's like a character like Costa Reeves um, she's a known actor or known actress who does take off her helmet in the show. So um, those are elements we take out um, to be able to uh, have the helmet be removable. And when it comes to the misaligned and mis misshapen um, helmets, that is something that we're aware of and we're working to, to fix um, and make sure that doesn't happen going forward. Um, because it is a new process. So we are uh, constantly making sure that that is improved and does not happen going forward. Thank you. Awesome. All right, back to Khalil. So another fan question. Um, 
we were excited with all the new vintage collection and black series news from, from the fan fest. Um, it was great. Um, one thing that was missing and I know it was more of a collector's event, um, but we haven't heard updates since we didn't have toy fair on mission fleet or galaxies of adventure. So uh, just wondering if, if, you know, it's kind of two part, like are both of them continuing and, and when are we going to hear some updates on what's coming next? Yeah, no, uh, you're right. FanFest, kind of like New York Toy Fair, uh, it's uh, Fan Media Day. Uh, it was more of a collector-focused event. Uh, it's it's great to hear your your readers asking about those lines, uh, especially Mission Fleet, uh, since that launched last year and kind of was targeted at bringing vehicles back into the line uh, for kids, uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, basically that was a collector-focused event focused on Black Series and Vintage, but uh, we're excited on our kid-focused lines, and there will certainly be more news to come on those down the line. So. Uh, great to hear the enthusiasm and, and more good stuff to come there. Great, thanks. Absolutely. All righty, James, what do you have for us next? So next up is the Vintage Collection Gaming Greats, which do look absolutely great. Um, the um, They're all on Star Wars cards, and there's been a lot of talk um, in the community about they look completely wrong on Star Wars cards. And I appreciate that, you know, Disney is saying one thing, and I know that you've used expanded universe cards before and you're not allowed necessarily to go down that line. But um, they just don't look right. I mean, they would look better with the game's logo, maybe with Star Wars around the outside of the game's logo in the middle. Is there anything that can be done? Because they're not 1977, 78 figures. And they just, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's something we had a lot of conversations about. Um, and obviously, I, I believe Dr. Afra. Uh, was the same way uh, a few years ago. Uh, basically, it's it's again kind of this balance. We talk about balance a lot, balance in the force. Um, but you know, and I think you see the same thing in the new Black Series line look with the striping by Entertainment. Um, our new gaming greats kind of have that single stripe for for gaming figures. And so the desire here was to not kind of go down a, a rabbit hole of having kind of new logos for every single gaming entertainment. Uh, since there's just a lot of them and we want to, you know, eventually bring a lot of them into the line. Um, you know, it, it's a good point about kind of a, a gaming logo. Uh, we thought that that would be a, a bit, you know, a bit generic and just didn't have any kind of, you know, history or equity within the Star Wars world, you know, in the same way that Expanded Universe obviously had a lot of just history and it was very known and so kind of it made sense. So it's something we had a lot of conversation about. Um, there, there kind of wasn't the the perfect solution. Uh, this is the one we landed on. But you know, as always, you know, we appreciate the feedback, and and it's something we could certainly uh, impact in the future if it makes sense. I mean, now with the advent or the re-advent of Lucasfilm Games, it might e even be nice to have you know Star Wars, yeah, uh, and then Lucasfilm yeah. Games in the middle, just yeah. so that it ties it together yeah. a bit better. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Stephen from Fly Guy. I just want to say again, this Boba Fett is awesome. I absolutely love that figure. So well done. <laughs> a really, really good figure. Despite what anyone says, it's awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, global That's availability. That's all Eric right there. I know, I know. But it's, you did a stunning job, dude. You really did. <laughs> it's, wow. Wow. Anyway, um, look, I, I think a lot of our fans, no matter where we are in the world, we, we, um, we're a mixed bunch. We're all across the globe, even here tonight, today and tonight. Um, you did actually, I noticed on this fan fest, you were reaching into mentioning uh, communications about Canada and you were you were really stretching a little bit further and you have over the years, both Matt and I and, and our show have always said that you've kind of been nipping away at the kind of international side of things. But the one thing, the cherry on the cake that, that still remains is when you announce a product, uh, it's the, and the rest of the world's kind of like, don't know. 
And I know sometimes you don't know, and I'm not expecting, and I don't think anybody expected it every time, but some kind of indication like, um, you know, available, it's, a, it's an EB, sorry, it's a GameStop exclusive in the US. Yeah. It's a it's a GameStop or EB Games exclusive in, uh, in Australia or, or what other country. Some kind of information yeah. would just, would be perfect. I don't know what else you can yeah. do, but it, it would yeah. be really, really appreciated to know because otherwise fans have to, import and, and then yeah. they don't get it and so anyway yeah no, absolutely and, and and we can't forget james as well from from the uk uh, yeah, yeah exactly. it's truly a very international group on this call which is great you're right i think this is kind of like distribution right we've been nipping away at this i think to use your term the past few years you know and again we talked about four years ago we didn't go to any global conventions and in 2019 we went to conventions i think i think in nine different countries around the world yeah. and so that was kind of obviously that's one area and we weren't able to go to any last year but you know, as you said, we're nipping away at the communications as well. We were really excited for uh, Pulse to expand into the UK uh, because that that basically gives us the ability uh, to announce where products will be uh, once we're in a country because that's where Pulse is broadcasting. Then we can announce availability in that area on Pulse. Um, and so, you know, as again, as we expanded into the UK, uh, we were able to announce there. I think this might have also come out of our last group of fan site interviews. I think. Uh, I forget which, but I think there was a question about announcing that. And so we changed that on FanFest. As you saw, we went from just announcing U.S. availability to announcing it in all of the markets that we could, U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Um, basically, outside of markets where Pulse operates in, uh, we work with the local teams to kind of announce it through their channels. We'll continue refining that. Um, and then, you know, again, continuing to announce it on our future live streams uh, for markets that Pulse operates in. Thank you. Absolutely. No, it's a good question and definitely something we're working to improve. Um, Matt, I think you're up next. Cool. Um, following the uh, FanFest reveals uh, from all the different uh, chapters, I can't remember what you just called the banding of them, but oh, yeah. um, we're still to see, we still say have seen nothing from A New Hope, nothing from Revenge of the Sith, nothing from Rogue One, nothing from The Force Awakens. Is there... Like, I mean, I know there's going to be plans for it, but we're talking 20, what are we, 2021? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> are we going to start seeing some of these other chapters kind of make their way into this new phase four kind of packaging and line? Or um, creatures? Yeah. Or, oh, sorry, go ahead. Creatures or small vehicles or anything. It's, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, the... Um, we're still pretty early into this new line look. Um, and with the fact that we like had the insane success of the Mandalorian and uh, there was a lot of characters there that we wanted to get out. Um, and there were a lot of other characters that we kind of already had planned for like classic and stuff like that, that, that we wanted to get out there. And luckily because this is so such a new um, line look, uh, there's still a lot of entertainments that we just haven't, been able to hit yet um because we've been focusing on some other uh some other pieces of entertainment um and while we can't talk to specifically which entertainments like we are going after um we uh, we're still very early and there's a lot of characters that we want to either revisit or make new or bring back or anything to be able to get them into those new collections um because it, it is such a collection focused line um it, it, specifically around the entertainments so um it 
it's just more exciting for us to be able to have those different collections with those different entertainments um to be able to have the variety in the line and you get these really cool looking uh just vignettes on the side so um yeah while, while we can't like confirm either way it is something that we are looking at and yeah any any suggestions you guys have about which entertainments you guys would specifically like that would be great for us to know we do read a lot of the comments and just cool. one quick note uh, we our wedge helmet was in new hope packaging um i know that's not a figure uh but that was our debut the reveal uh, of Akella. yeah mm -hmm. so <laughs> Awesome. Cool. All right. Steve from the Force Guide. The newly revealed Black Series tech from the Bad Batch has solid yellow lenses on his goggles and visor, while in the animation those lenses are transparent yellow. Will the production version of tech indeed have the solid lenses, or and will the visor be movable? Um, so for uh, tech, the goggles um, will be the uh, the solid yellow. Um, we uh, did update it to a bit more of a metallic instead, um, so it won't be quite as uh, uh, kind of banana yellow, I guess. Um, yeah, that that helmet in particular was a very complex helmet and to mold it in clear would mean painting quite a bit of the paint of the helmet itself. Um, it's, it's a, there's a lot going on with it and we had to kind of prioritize what we did with that. Um, and, uh, the visor, um, he does have a movable visor that can go up and down on, on the figure itself. Um, but yeah, the, it was, it was ultimately kind of a matter of priority. Um, um, and, and that's kind of where we unfortunately landed um, for, for that figure in particular. And we're really still very happy with how that figure turned out. And um, we, we think that the, at least the update on uh, switching to metallic will kind of give it a bit more uh, um, nuance as well. Awesome. All right, uh, back up to Khalil. Uh, and just a quick note, in spite of our, our efforts, we're, we're tracking a little behind. So we're gonna try to go a little more quickly to get in three more rounds on the next 20 minutes. So Khalil, you're up next. So uh, last year's uh, Rebels re-releases um, gave fans a chance to kind of update or get a whole collection all at once. Um, and you mentioned that Rogue One was gonna get a lot of love this year. Um, is that sort of without giving away too much or giving away anything specific um is it an opportunity to get something new like we saw zeb last year for rebels is is the focus on rogue one going to give fans the ability to get something new rather than just an updated look um, for characters that were released without the real scans um so uh yeah kind of uh while while we can't talk about anything that hasn't been officially announced um rebels is definitely a good uh kind of th that's part of what we kind of took inspiration from in, in certain ways uh and also in terms of uh like on on our fan fest live stream we did reveal the uh tvc uh x-wing so like that was a new figure new character um and uh new vehicle it's uh the repaint of that existing x-wing but we definitely did want to lean into rogue one um as we've mentioned on multiple live streams that, that uh 
we know that that's a really popular movie. Uh, it's a five year anniversary and we wanted to kind of do a mini beat around it. So um, we will have more to come on Rogue One stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, James. Um, the Marvel six inch line is getting lots of new pinnace joints, uh, which look really exciting. A lot of that was, uh, was uh, shown off during the, uh, the fan fest on uh, Friday. So will we see those coming to the Black Series, maybe even the Vintage Collection in the same way that Photoreal Deco has gone over to, to Marvel and stuff? Yeah, so uh, in terms of the Black Series, um, we are actually doing uh, a, a version of pinless joints kind of moving forward. Um, so a, a lot of our new figures that we've been revealing are pinless joints. They're slightly different than the Marvel ones. They're, they're a, a kind of like our version of it, um, but they are taking inspiration from that. So we're always trying to improve our characters, improve how clean they look from like the outside, make sure that they look as accurate to the entertainment as possible while not like drawing too much attention to the fact that they are action figures. Um, so that is something that we are looking to do moving forward on pretty much every new figure is uh, going that kind of pinless route pinless joint route and it's kind of figure by figure basis on like what innovations we do because sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't just because of the design of the certain figures awesome. and vintage collection as well or just black series um vintage collection is also um trying to once again innovate in any way that they can and, and try to get those really clean um joints and stuff so our sculptors uh, for both Vintage and Black Series, they work very closely together. So a lot of times they will share innovation between each other and same with the designers. Like if we find something, we will share it with them. And once again, it's, it's just a matter of what makes sense for the figure in terms of like just the feasibility of it. But absolutely, if it's something that um, they can update, uh, it, it's being updated on, on the Vintage as well. Thank you. Awesome. All righty, uh, Stephen from Fly Guy. Uh, you guys showed off Aura Singh, uh, and I really like the way you discussed about the kind of design implications with that crazy antenna that Lucasfilm put ahead and, and the challenges you've got around that and her long fingers. I thought that was really well considered, and she looks fantastic considering all of those factors. Um, She's going to be really difficult to hold that, again, really stupidly designed long rifle. It's crazy, and she's just going to kind of wobble over a little bit. Uh, and with figures like that, which I just, you know, loving to pose them, the question comes back, and my fans will know me just continually as going on about stands. You gave us the, the Doritos stand, which with the kind of shoe slip on, which was kind of nearly there, and I really liked the stand. But something with pegs would just be, again, the cherry on the cake, and I think really make this the, the figures just really be stand out and just add that little bit of class. And not too expensive to do, but because you, you, you were doing it, but any chance we could revisit, look at, or even a pack that's available to buy somewhere or something? Um, yeah, the, uh, the stands are something that we do hear about pretty consistently. Um, and it, it's something that, that we would definitely like to look into. Um, like you said, we, we have had stands in the past and we've had like the Dorito stands with the, the foot slip, um, on has repulsor is it's, it's not quite the stand that you're asking for, but there is a stand. Black widow one? Yeah. Yeah. The black widow one that kind of, uh, can yeah. support the figure from the back and it gets them into those really dynamic, dynamic poses. And that's something that we 
can, can like look at to see like if that does well if if that's something that, that fans would like um because yeah it, it unfortunately it can be difficult to get a uh, uh a stand in with the figure just because it's it's another accessory it takes up it, sure. it, it's just another thing to add into the pack so that's why like potentially yeah doing a separate thing and that's why um those the kind of clip stand that that holds the black widow figure um is being sold separately uh in in certain yeah. cases so um it's way to go love them with picks yeah awesome awesome all righty uh matt what do you have for us next um this one's now coming from the page community and uh how do i say it um can you guys talk through the current qc process um and the issues you're having around that and the example that everyone made over the weekend when I threw out, I was asking the questions is the Karna Jacks mix up. Um, the thing of the most recent figures, Koska doesn't have shin guards in the Mandalorian. She's got boots and the figures got shin guards and just these little things. It's uh, kind of asking where we're going with QC at the moment and the Black Series line because it's not really matching up for screen accuracy or the Karna Jacks mix up kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So first and foremost, we appreciate the, uh, the kind of keen eye and attention to detail the fans have uh, for these characters. Um, we know that, that uh, kind of detail is obviously really important and, and there's a lot of detail on these characters. We always do our best to try to bring the characters to life um, with the most accurate design possible and relying on kind of myriad of references material and uh, working closely with our, our partners um, just kind of across the line. Um, so we're aware that these that specifically for like Corner Jacks that he was mislabeled as um, and it is intended to be actually Kirk Hanos. So we do apologize for that oversight. It, it was uh it was just an oversight basically and uh we want to assure uh you that we are constantly refining our process and try to ensure that we provide our fans with high quality accurate figures that they do expect from us um so yeah it's it's something that we are looking into and we're aware of and it's something that we're looking to improve cool awesome uh steve from the force guide All right. The vote from the vault is giving fans the opportunity to vote on bringing back one older vintage figure, a vintage collection figure, and all the choices are highly valued and wanted by fans. Most selling for hundreds each right now. Is there a chance that all five can work their way back into the line, or is this their only shot? No, it's that's a good question. Um, so, so right now there are no current plans to do any of them beyond the one that wins the the fan vote. Um, the vote from the vault. And I've seen comments on the forums online about, you know, making them into a single repack wave. Uh, and I think, again, you know, we've said this a, a few times, and I know it's uh, hard, it, it gets lost, but those kind of repack waves, those are intended for the, the newer fans uh, with main characters to bring new fans into the hobby. Um, and so we do have some repacks throughout the main line. Uh, but we we try to reserve those for figures that you know for the most part are new to the vintage collection on a vintage collection card for the first time. Uh, that being said, it's certainly something we could consider for the future. It's definitely not uh, 100% out of scope, but but right now the plans are to just do that uh, figure uh, that wins the fan vote. Uh, but as always, it's it's good to receive the feedback and we'll take it into account. 
All righty. Uh, we've got two rounds left in about 10 minutes. So we're going to try to limit our answers to about 30 seconds apiece, and I'll, I'll move us on if needed to get everything in. Uh, so back to Khalil. Uh, so is it so the question that we got also was uh, the Bad Batch debuted in the Black Series. Um, is it is it easy or hard for you guys to balance out where those things are kind of new properties are going to debut, whether it's Black Series or Vintage? And then how does that impact, you know, you guys shipping out saying, OK, we're going to do Black Series here, but we're going to wait, you know, a year or six months to do Vintage to not have too much from one property on the shelves yeah. and, at one time? Yeah, I mean, certainly that's a consideration. Uh, we, we basically try to bring the figures that we think are most compelling for each scale. Uh, we know with the vintage collection, there is more of a focus on, you know, the original trilogy. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of love for the Mandalorian. And so there's maybe more of a skew towards that. Um, and then we also just don't want to spread ourselves too thin and do, you know, a couple figures from all these different entertainments that have some theming throughout the year, uh, although not, you know, necessarily themed waves. So uh, again, nothing to announce now. The Bad Batch could come uh, to Vintage at some point. Uh, and if and when we do announce that, I'm sure it'll be uh, exciting. Great. Awesome. All right, James. The speciality waves are normally uh, not brought out in such huge quantity for obvious reasons. Yep. But the, uh, the Emperor's Royal Guard, I think, is going to be a huge exception to that. So how will you ensure that supply meets demand for this figure? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The the specialty waves are intended for newer fans, but we certainly acknowledge that some uh, existing collectors uh, kind of want to get their hands on those as well. Uh, that's why they're all available as solids. They're not just kind of tied into a case pack assortment. Uh, so we're able to customize demand for different figures in that way. Um, you know, certainly, again, pre-order, we discussed this earlier, pre-order gives us a sense of demand and then allows us to forecast down the line. Um, and so, you know, we can certainly adjust and make, make uh, adjustments uh, based on what we see there. Uh, and again, customized demand per figure. Cool. Uh, Steven from Fly Guy. Um, look, guys, just more a question just about damages, if there's anything we can do. The Vintage Collection, love it. Love this figure. It looks great. Uh, the card backs of old, and we've covered this in previous conversations, is a little bit thinner, these, this kind of vintage kind of turn back round again. But the, the box that it comes in as well is just that little bit thin too. And there's a lot of damages I've seen both online and offline, physically seen it at stores and distribution places. And it's just anything we could do to beef up yeah. the kind of quality would be appreciated because it's kind of hard to pick through to find a figure or both for the distribution and or uh, us at yeah. retail to, to find them. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think this is similar to distribution. We definitely have heard the complaints and this isn't to put it off. Uh, I think both the the card um, and also the packaging materials is, is something two things we've specifically discussed. Um, I think we will have, you know, some improvements to announce in coming months. Uh, on one or both of those fronts. Uh, but I know like we've read specific feedback about how some retailers, you know, maybe including Pulse or not, uh, you know, ship the materials. We've addressed those as necessary and, and hopefully we'll see some improvements there moving forward. But I think you can expect to see uh, some announcements from us in coming months on things we're doing to improve the quality of the item when it reaches the fans. Excellent, thank you. Absolutely. Matt, what do you have for us next? Uh, my fourth question's already been asked tonight, so I'll just make it quick and easy. Um, HasLab, what do we have to do to get a Black Series HasLab? Marvel's just snuck in and taken another one for Legends in a row. Vintage Collections had two. 
Black Series still nothing. No, it's, Who it's do we a, need to speak to? <laughs> you're, you're talking to him, fortunately, uh, Eric and me. Um, no, it's a good question. Uh, again, you know, nothing, we can't reveal anything that's not revealed, uh, but it's definitely something we've talked about. You know, we know that Vintage Collection obviously has those iconic vehicles we can do, uh, but there are a lot of great options in Black Series as well. And, uh, you know, something that could happen in the future. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, Steve from the Force Guide. With the Black Series General Lando, the figure's cape employs a soft goods cloth with a plastic chain. piece closing off the collar. Was this a challenge to design when some fabric and plastic combinations have been prone to tearing? And will the plastic chain be movable to make the cape removable? Yeah, so it, it is always kind of a challenge, obviously, with making sure that things um, do not break on, on the figure. It's, it's something that every figure does go through that testing to make sure that, that elements like that uh, don't rip and tear, kind of, um, especially when we have combination pieces like that. Um, yeah, it, it was, it is... Um, definitely a, a challenge in certain ways uh, and it is something that we're aware of and it's something that we look to improve on everything um and at the moment the chain is not removable but the cape the cape can i believe be uh kind of like lifted up over the head um i i'd, I'd have to look to see when we actually get in the samples um to to look it at it directly but i, I the you can remove the cape. It, it might be a little bit difficult in certain uh, in certain cases. All right, final round. Khalil, kick us off. So, uh, uh, sorry. No problem. <laughs> um, so, is it quicker? The, the question is: the Disney Plus shows have a lot of properties coming up. Um, is it easier from design point of view um, to get the animation stuff turned around um, versus the actors to get approval and things? Um, like the Bad Batch has a lot coming out this year and Mandalorian was a little bit slower because it was a little more realistic. Um, so is it quicker for you to kind of turn those the animation designs around from the real life? Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily quicker. Um, it, it's it's certainly, um, it, it allows a bit more freedom because we're doing a realistic interpretation of a uh, uh, animated character. And a lot of those like, we'll, we'll look at them in terms of like, this is what the design was intended if it was to make it to live action. Sometimes the, the design can be a little bit simplified or a little bit different. Um, so we... Uh, elements like that can certainly uh, help to speed up the process because um, we can kind of use what we already have existing. And especially with live action, a lot of those characters are very unique specifically to that actor or actress or, or even the outfit. Um, especially with the animation, they tend to use a lot of like similar assets to be able to just drop in. Um, so it certainly helps from that, that perspective. Thank you. No problem. James? Um, my last question was answered, so I'm going to throw this one at you. Last couple of years at Toy Fair, we've got a brand new wave of retro figures. Obviously, we haven't had Toy Fair this year. Um, will we be seeing a, a, a new announcement for retro figures for 2021, or is the line dead? Uh, the line's definitely not dead. Um, I, I think basically what happened is we announced our 2021 retro uh, wave last year uh, during Mando Mondays, because there it was obviously Mandalorian and we had Mando Mondays. Uh, the line is definitely not dead. We're excited for it to continue in the future. And so 
you know, stay tuned in, in coming months, however many months that might be, because there's more to come for retro. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Steven. Uh, my question get answered too. So more, not really a question, just a statement. Uh, you guys have had on Pulse uh, Marvel Legends uh, kind of army builders, pretty pleased with sugar and sprinkles and cherries and send you flowers or whatever you want. <laughs> troopers, 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 lots of troopers. Give us some kind of way that we can get troopers uh, pretty easily. Mm -hmm. uh, clones or simple stuff that you can just repaint. It would be really appreciated. Yeah. Maybe even a hand and a look stormtrooper would keep Matt and I really happy. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's something we've discussed, and as uh, Eric mentioned earlier, with photoreal and pinless joints, there's you know we we talk a lot with the Marvel team, and so you know anytime there's a good idea on one team that really takes yeah. off with fans, you know there, there's a chance we'll see it in the other line. So uh, definitely something we're aware of. But thanks for the the enthusiasm. No worries. Cool, Matt. So I kind of feel like I've been <laughs> Stevens cut some of my grass just then, <laughs> but I will just say too that uh, this Boba Fett is an incredible figure. And it's not just because Eric. of the character, the mechanics of it, the all of the engineering of it, mm -hmm. it's all great. Um, so I guess my question is, um, will Hasbro consider revisiting older figures mm -hmm. that have previously been released and not as an archive mm -hmm. update, but actually a re-engineered figure? So things like Han and Luke in Stormtrooper disguise or... Um, upgrading R2 to its correct scale and the astromech droids. Um, and then, for example, like a Han Solo, A New Hope, not a simple archive re-release, mm -hmm. but actually taking what has improved on, say, the Return of the Jedi yeah. Han and reapplying those kind of learnings to a better A New Hope figure kind of thing. So yeah. kind of revisiting characters and updating them, not just re-archive yeah. them. Yeah, no, all of those things are possible. And I think there's kind of three different levels. Archive is for a figure that basically uh, we think uh, we want to get back out there, needs a photo real deco update, uh, but other than that is good. We've made tweaks to some figures like the Emperor from 2019 or Return of the Jedi Luke from 2019. And then, yeah, in addition to Boba Fett, the Stormtrooper and the Clone Trooper got all new sculpts last year. So all of those levers are certainly possible. Uh, obviously, new sculpts for Boba Fett and the Stormtrooper and Clone Trooper meant we couldn't do kind of a brand new, all new figure to the line. Uh, but in those cases, it was warranted and we could certainly see it in the future as well. Cool. All righty. Uh, Steve, bring us home. All right. So as the recently reissued Vintage Collection Battle Droid was softer and more bendy, than the original release. Will there be an attempt with the Gaming Greats Heavy Battle Droid to correct this issue? Um, yeah, so pretty much every figure that we get, even if it is a re-release, we are given the samples to for us to be able to review kind of in-house and, and take a look at. Um, and, and things like that, um, especially when it's, it's more of a uh, uh, plastic softness issue it, it's something that we will make comments on and ask for them to uh increase the durometer of those figures so it's definitely something i can i can bring to the team and make sure that they are aware of it but m like most times it's something that the minute we get it in hand we're like "Ooh, this is really like low durometer and, and we feel like we need to fix it and that's something that we can definitely uh look to update awesome we're gonna we're gonna close it out. We've got another set of interviews to go to, but just a big thank you to you guys. Uh, we've said it before. This is truly a pleasure for us. Uh, we love uh, talking shop with you guys. I know it's it's crazy times for some of you, Matt. I don't know if it's early in the morning or late in the night for you. I think you're in Australia. Uh, yeah. All right. 
but just thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we look forward to the next time we get to get together and talk Star Wars. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!